So I'm in that generation that is not a digital native. I did not grow up with computers. And there is a lot of people my age who find it difficult, yet they're business owners. They used to put 20 years ago an ad in the Yellow Pages and all was done for their marketing for the year. Well, you can't do that anymore. That's where I saw a gap. We will teach you how to edit your own website. We build it, but you manage it. Welcome to episode 149 of Be The Drop, a weekly interview podcast sharing stories from people who inspire and motivate others to help you learn how to tell your story. I'm Amelia Veal, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. Digital marketing is no longer an optional channel for businesses who want to build their profile. However, there are still many businesses who are confused about how to effectively utilise the different platforms and channels. Email marketing, for example, whilst not as sexy as some of the newer forms of digital marketing, is still a highly effective communication tool that is often overlooked or underestimated. Fiona Blinko is an experienced email and digital marketing consultant. Through her business, DIY Digital, Fiona loves helping her clients to build their business by creating a savvy online presence. Fiona also delivers a range of DIY packages to help small businesses manage their own digital marketing. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Fiona breaks down some of the stigmas associated with email and digital marketing. Whether you want to build on your communication with clients, industry peers, or need to develop your brand profile, Fiona shares her top tips that will help you achieve your communication goals. This is Fiona's version of Be The Drop. Are you considering starting your own podcast? At Narrative Marketing, we deliver a full range of podcast production options. Or, if you'd like help getting started to produce your own content, I also deliver podcast training programs. Hit the link in the show notes for more. Fiona, welcome to our next episode of Be The Drop. Thank you. I'm excited to have you joining us and we're going to delve into the world of email marketing and some other bits and pieces. But before we do that, you have your item of significance here and that is something that connects you, oh, I love it, uh, with your community, where you are and what you do. (laughs) Explain it to her. I'm laughing. We'll definitely get a photo of this, listeners, so you can see why I'm chuckling. (laughs) So I've brought into the studio with me today a blonde wig and Sunnies, and and in particular, this is a Marilyn wig. And every year there is a swim event where you swim around the ocean. Now, it's a serious event which surf lifesavers and serious swimmers enter, but there's a charity wave, what they call a charity wave, and the charity wave is the Marilyns. And so this year, 120 women uh, and a few men dressed up as Marilyn Monroe, and you swim or paddle around the jetty and you raising money for Cancer Foundation of South Australia as part of that. So anyway, why this has anything to do with websites or email marketing or what I do because I'm into digital marketing. So one of the Marilyns rang me up. I'd applied for a job at her place and so she rang me up and said, would you come in for an interview? And I said, well, actually I can't because I've just got another job. I've just said yes to another job so I'm not available. 
She says, well, looking at your resume, though, would you be interested in volunteering and building a website for a local charity? And I said, oh, yeah, okay. So um, I built the Maryland's website. And so then I became sort of, uh, you know, in connection with this group of women. And it was actually the first website I built. I'd edited a lot up until that point, but this was the first one I built. And then the job that I had didn't go so well. So then I'm left high and dry, over 50 years of age, without a job. I'd gone to an interview or two and thinking, I don't seem to have what employers are looking for anymore. I used to. I used to be very employable. Then I just thought, you know what, Fiona? you've built a website. Why don't you go into a business of building websites and doing online marketing? And I've done a lot of email marketing. And so that's what I did. So this Marilyn journey, if you like, it got me started. Fantastic. What a great story. (laughs) (laughs) And what a way to connect into where you are now, running your own business. But it's not just you, is it? No. So we, you know, they say in business and they say in a lot of life things, set yourself goals. And I do that and I do that fairly regularly. And in my business planning, my two-year goal, I started the business in early 2016, and my two-year goal was to have my husband join me. And he did, much to my somewhat dismay, somewhat, you know, it's a beautiful thing really if you look at it, but he's so much better at building websites than me. It just annoys (laughs) me. He's got an eye for design that I just don't quite have. So he now does all the websites and I do the email marketing and the online marketing side of things. So we've got a nice partnership going. Great. And your focus at DIY Digital is really helping people. So you've got that DIY component built into your business. Yeah. So one of the, like there's a lot of website designers and there's a lot of people doing online marketing. So, you know, when you're setting up a business, you go through that process of going, well, well, how am I going to kind of be a little bit different and offer a service that, you know, is is slightly different to what other people are offering and, and, and is wanted and there's a demand for it in the marketplace. So as I mentioned before, I'm over 50. So I'm in that generation that is not a digital native. I did not grow up with computers. And there is a lot of people my age who find it difficult, yet they're business owners. So, you know, they used to put 20 years ago and add in the yellow pages and all was done for their marketing for the year. Well, you can't do that anymore. And so there's a lot of business owners, but they're struggling with the digital side of it and their digital marketing. But they want to do it themselves. They don't want to pay a fortune. They kind of got that bent around them. So I have these uh, getting started packages where I say, well, I'll show you how to do it, talk you through it and help you through it. And then you're on your own. So I sort of tend to do that process where I'm not managing it for them. They're doing it themselves, but I, I teach them in the beginning. And with the websites, we've made a real thing about when we hand over the website to you, it comes with a good three-month training package because that's where I saw a gap. A lot of the IT people, they're great people, but they're not so good on the communication side of things. And so, oh, yeah, it's easy. You just do this and that. Well, on the other side, from the client's point of view, well, that's not so easy and I'm not quite sure how to do that. So I sort of felt that there was this a demand or this niche kind of service that could be had where people can feel really confident that that's part of it. They're not 
asking for extra. It's included. It's part of it. We will teach you how to edit your own website. We build it, but you manage it. Fantastic. And, you know, so true. It is good to be able to bring it in and control it. You know, if you want to make a a quick tweak here and a quick change there, but you have to go, you know, externally, that can be quite frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And we want people to keep their websites up to date. We don't want them to be old and languishing. So we actually prefer the sites to be kept up to date. And if it's just a few text changes, most people, once they've done it a couple of times, they're fine. Fantastic. So in this process of building your business, has there been any sort of standout experiences, lessons you've learned along the way? Oh, yeah. I I didn't realise how important relationships would be in the business. I know about Facebook advertising and Google advertising and email marketing. So I thought that I would advertise online to find my clients. And when I first started out and I was doing a bit of that and it wasn't really working. Here I am being an online marketing person doing online marketing, but it's not growing my business. And then I thought about it. I thought, well, Fiona, if you're going for, or if you feel that a lot of your customers are in that 50 plus age group, if if you think that that's the people will be attracted to your business because you're in that age group, they probably want face to face. That's, that's what they actually want. So then that got me thinking probably about a, a year into the business, I thought, well, I'll start doing some seminars because um, just locally uh, about digital marketing and, and I'll just meet some business owners who, who are interested in digital marketing and want to know more. So I've met a lot of local business owners through the workshops and seminars I do and, and that's been terrific and, and in fact, it is what they want. It, they do want to, they want to get to know you so that they go, oh, I've met her, I've talked to her, I've listened to her, she's listened to me, she would probably understand me and then they're willing to work with you. So it's that that's a, a bit of a journey I've been on, a bit of a learning experience. Mm, and I love that because particularly you're working in online marketing. So, yes, the assumption would be, well, I'll showcase my, my skill set and that's how I'll attract my customers. But really that really important thing is knowing your customers yeah. and understanding how they want it to communicate with you and and how to build business relationships with them. Absolutely. And every business needs to go back to its customers at some time and reassess who they are, you know, what's important to them and and what problem can I solve for them? And, And that's true across pretty much every business. Mm. So, and, you know, in Be The Drop, we're really looking at helping people to tell their stories and, and how they can do that. So for you, what have been like, that's a great example. What are some of the other ways that you find helping to communicate and, and what are top ways that people can communicate? Oh, look, one of the things I do, I do write quite a few blog articles and uh, and I do a few YouTube uh, tutorials as well, how-tos. And almost always the little gem of what am I writing the article about is because some customers been on the phone to me and they've said, oh, Fiona, how do you do whatever it is? And sometimes we take it for granted. Um, those of us who, who are familiar with digital stuff and images, for example, will know how to resize images. We'll know what a two megabyte image is versus a hundred kilobyte image. And that will make sense to us. But you know, there's a whole lot of people that that doesn't make sense to. They're going, what, kilobytes, megabytes, what does it matter? You know, and what's a thousand pixels by 300 pixels? Well, those of us who, now I'm not a graphic designer, but I work in a, you know, at a basic level with image manipulation. So I understand those terms and probably you do and probably some of our listeners do. 
But many people don't. So I wrote a blog article about it. You know, I said, well, what's an image size? What is a two megabyte and why does it matter? When would you see it? When would you use it? When would you not use it? You know, and it's actually my most popular blog article. And I, I, you know, I didn't set it out to be my most popular one. But it came from when I was at seminars or workshops and people would say to me, Fiona, I don't understand what you're talking about. So I'd have to go, okay, take it back a step, take it back a step. You know, let's get this back to basics and provide them something that I can explain to them. So I did a video tutorial, I did a blog article, and every now and again I will send a link off to a, a customer of mine, even though I wrote it two years ago, there might be a client that only last me asked me last week. And I said, look, I've got a video tutorial on that, here's the link, you know. So I can keep using that same content because it's actually relevant. So I find the questions and the, the problems that my own customers and clients have are the inspiration for the communication that I, I, I want to put out there. Mm, and yeah, and so important. And I love that because we do often in an industry, whatever that industry might be, get into our own language. And I try and check myself, but it becomes part of my common language that I don't even realize it sometimes. And I think that's the challenge in any industry. Mm. What is common language to you isn't necessarily common language across the board. No. And when you're doing search engine optimization, for example, and I did this uh, recently in one of my videos, uh, you know, health professionals like to be called health professionals. They don't so much like to be called doctors if they're a doctor or a nurse or whatever. But you know what? People are still Googling for doctor and nurse. So, you know, they've got this tension between what they'd like to be called or educators and teacher is another example. You know, they want to be called educators, but people still use the word teacher or body care versus moisturiser if you're selling stuff online. Well, people still Googling moisturiser. Some are Googling body care, but not in the same numbers. Mm, and such an important point, exactly with SEO, for example, because and many people struggle with search engine optimization um, and understanding that it's about your customer mm. and what they're looking for, not necessarily what you want to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and often I try to uh, suggest to people, pretend you're the, the apprentice. So if you're a, a trucking company and, you know, you want to attract new business, don't think about the person who knows everything about trucking. Think about the 17-year-old that's coming in as the, you know, work experience lad and he's been given the task of finding a new supplier for your trucking. He doesn't know. The, all the stuff that you might need to know, the terminology that might be used in that industry. So write for him or write for her, you know, write for the apprentice or the newbie or the person that's just taking over on maternity leave or somebody who's, you know, not been customer before. And, and sometimes that helps people. Sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes it does. Mm, yeah. I think that making it simpler and simplifying yeah. it. Yeah. And another thing, and we've touched on this lightly, but that I know you're passionate about is email marketing yes. and working that into marketing. And I think, and I'm definitely on, on the same page with you, but I, I come across it where email marketing is, you know, seen as a bit passe, maybe it's a bit old school and who reads emails and our inboxes are full. Um, um, but 
you you know, you think email marketing is pretty powerful. I do. I do. And look, pretty much everyone's got an email address um, because they need it. Even, you know, for Facebook, you need an email address. For Gumtree, you need an email address. We use email addresses to log on to all these online platforms and create our accounts. So it's un- some people may not have an email address, but almost everyone does. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are reading it daily on their phone. Maybe some people only read it once or twice a week. Uh, it, it is a, a powerful communication tool. It is underestimated. Uh, and I find that a great shame because I think think there's a lot of local small businesses and the larger businesses who uh, can take advantage of email marketing. Mm. Mm. And I think in a way maybe some of the negativity has come because it has been poorly managed in the past, email marketing. I think email marketing, if done right, can be really powerful. So what would you say is some of the things that people need to be considering or how do they how do they have a good approach to email marketing so that they're not falling into that spam uh, category? Absolutely. So spam is a lot about frequency. So and I've got a customer only I'm working with uh, this week and you know she's emailed the same message uh, three times in a row over three days. One one you know and like no no, just don't do it, you know. Um, and so, uh, and that's not unusual. Uh, I've, I've had quite a few clients who have come to me and their frequency, it's just too frequent. And so what they see is they see, wow, we got some sales, we got some leads from that email, we'll send another one. Oh, we got some more, then we'll send another one. And so for a short time, it might work, but slowly but surely, your people on your list are going to unsubscribe because they're going, whoa, this is just a bit too much. So you've got to think about it as a long term term strategy, a long-term marketing uh, thing that you do. So if you're doing it more than once a month, you've got to ask yourself seriously, why are you doing it more than once a month and really should you be? Um, Tone matters. So if it's always a sales pitch, if you're always trying to sell something in every single email, you know what? People are going to go, I don't really like this, you know. So tell a story. Exactly what you love, your love, is tell a story or be helpful. Do a hint or a tip or chuck in a video YouTube clip or, you know, something that's relevant to your business, the stuff that you do on social media. Think about some of that stuff and let it play into your email marketing so it's a bit more fun. I mean, you can do sales pitches in emails and I think businesses should, but I don't think it should be a 100% sales pitch. You will turn people away. So so tone and frequency. And the other thing I like to use is relevancy. So if you're, you know, not a vet, and this would go for social media as well, I think, but if you're not a vet, don't put a cat video in, you know, like, so, you know, so you, you, you're relevant to your business, relevant to your expertise, um, uh, because if it becomes irrelevant, you know, people just sort of go, well, why are you sending me this? You know, some businesses certainly do struggle with, well, what do I say? And like, for example, if you're a plumber and they say, well, I don't want to show people how to unblock their toilet. Cause then why would they get me in to unblock their toilet? I've just lost business. Well, this is what we come across a lot. And so let's say 10 people, you send them information about how to unblock the toilet. Probably one out of those 10 will use that information to successfully unblock the toilet. So you've lost a customer. Three or four don't need to unblock their toilets, so not relevant to them. Then the rest would look at it and go, maybe one or two would try, fail, not enjoy it. And the others wouldn't even try and ring up you and go, you know what? I just don't want to unblock my own toilet. Can you come and do it for me? So yeah, you might lose one or two customers by giving hints or tips out. 
but you'll gain a whole lot more because they'll trust you. They'll go, oh, this guy knows how to do this. I don't know why I chose that exact sample. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, because if you don't share some of it, how do people know that you've got that expertise? Mm. So, you know, it's a fine line in this content marketing area that we do. Well, it builds trust and credibility and also because for all people the timing isn't necessarily right then when they're Mm. getting this information, but if they see it and they're like, okay, oh, that person does that because I feel that it takes a long time and you've got to tell them and it has to align with when they're ready and then, you know, you might have given them a whole stack of free information, they might have used some or just known it's there and then then, then they go, right, ah, that, this person's been talking about unblocking toilets for a long time and, and now my <laughs> toilet is blocked. That's Ready. right. Yeah, that's right. And so timing is everything. And one of the reasons that makes email marketing um, nice is that you own the message by and large, you know, it's it's what you can say in that email and, and people can search for you. And if you send it to them once a month, then, yeah, if June wasn't the right month for them to make that decision or it wasn't the situation they needed your services, but July is, well, you know, that's fine because they're going to hear from you in July as well. Mm. And the other thing there is that you own that email marketing list, which is something that I, you know, I'm constantly reminding clients of because, as you say, social media is great, but the algorithms change, the platform changes the rules, they move towards a pay-for-play sort of thing, and so... And and they're in charge. So whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram, you know, they all go through these iterations of changes constantly. I think the one thing you can only rely on is that it will change. (laughs) Yes. But your email list, you have those contact details and so long as you've secured them in the right way. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. um, Which is important definitely in getting people's email addresses, making sure you've done that but you've got that and they've subscribed to you and you have that relationship with them which, you know, based on news feed distribution, Distribution and people may not even see your content, even if they've subscribed to your page that, that's on right. Facebook, for example. That's right. And so when people talk about, oh, only 30% of people open the email, which is generally sort of where it sits, sure. So 70% people don't, 30% people do. But yeah, if you put a Facebook post up, do all 100% of people who like your page see it? And we know they don't. So that it, marketing is a bit of a numbers game, you know, let's face it. You know, uh, you put something out there and not everyone that you want to do is going to see it and read it and connect with it and engage with it. But, you know, you're after at least some people there and it might be a different people, different 30% that month than what it will be next month. So, yeah, you own the list, it's yours and you're not subject to some of those changes that you talk about, which is a definite plus with email marketing. And it's about touch points, isn't it? You know, it's about one time them seeing you in a glimpse, whether it be an email or a Facebook or, you know, even meeting you at a network function, even though that's a much stronger connection, you know, they, they probably need to see and hear from you more than, you know, once and possibly three times, six times, ten times, you know, just little bits uh, over time. And so you're quite right. So email is one of those touch points. Social media, Facebook, LinkedIn is another one of those touch points. And businesses have to use them all. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Fiona, for joining me. In conclusion, though, can you share with me, Fiona's be the drop tip. <laughs> and so that's your number one tip for communicating that is inspiring and, you know, how to inspire and motivate action with the people. 
people that you communicate to? Well, I think find the joy. You know, I think find the joy in what you're doing, find the joy in life, find the joy in the people that you're in the room with. Sometimes it is just legwork, you know, you just got to sit down and do it. But, you know, if, if you're with people, you know, you can enjoy their company and you might as well. You know, we're only on this uh, earth for one <laughs> once, um, you know, and, and um, so you might as well just enjoy it. And, and I think that uh, finding the joy in the people you're with and the work you do is, is the way to go. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. No worries. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that.